This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Welcome to Dr. Carl Bamlett, The Modern Caveman, a show that helps you to reshape your modern life using wisdom from the past. Welcome to The Modern Caveman, where today we're going to talk with you about uh, a topic that we've been talking about quite a bit lately, um, has been genes and how our body is affected by different polymorphisms and how the food we eat affects it. And today we're going to talk about um, one thing that's going to help with real common problems in our society, which are eating more nuts, is going to be the solution to the problem. We'll talk about the problem and what specific nuts and everything's right after this break.
Today we're going to talk a little bit about how we're going to work on those, all those baby steps that we take to um, change the cardiometabolic syndrome and um, some of the problems that are running rampant through our, through our society. Now, we've done plenty of shows on these topics, so we're not going to readdress them too much, but we'll talk about kind of the broad overview of them and then how we're going to address them with, with the eating the nuts. So the cardiometabolic syndrome is going to be the um, heart disease and um, weight issues that run rampant in our society and are part of the, the lifestyle that we have now. And how do we go about tackling them in a, in a manageable, sustainable way? Um, <clears throat> so we've talked some of, in previous shows about some of the gene polymorphisms that make these things more of an issue. And what that means is um, your, your DNA that you have that makes you vulnerable to certain things happening. Um, and we can't change that, but we can adjust how we um, do things in our lifestyle and the foods we eat that we can change how those things present themselves. Um, so we're going to talk today about different nuts um, and how they can help that uh, cardiometabolic syndromes and um, other things that are going on in your life and just what you can do. So we're going to start off with um, one of the favorites out there, which are almonds. And these are... Um, uh, very popular. Um, I'm sure you, if you um, haven't had them before, it'd be a bit of an odd thing. But uh, one one thing that a lot of misconceptions around almonds is they're um, they're really heavy in calories, um, which they do have a lot of calories in them. But the absorption of these calories um, is not all that great by our body. Um, and there are things that can impact this, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, but they don't – in numerous, numerous studies out there, um, and there's a good systematic review um, that you can find online from 2017 that talks about this more in depth about all the different information at the time. Um, and it talks about that um, the people who are doing these studies with even relatively high doses of almonds, um, 60 grams of almonds a day um, – didn't seem to even gain any weight um, with doing that because it increases your um, your feeling of, of being full. Um, so that is that is really impressive that that they don't actually increase your weight when you're having them, and that is a bit of a misnomer in how much calories are in there and how much we can actually absorb from it. Um, <clears throat> And, and you've heard me talk on this show many, many times about how we process the food and less processed. And I think I've even talked about Price, Price Pottinger Institute's um, research as to how much you cook your food and other things to the impact. Um, so in, in one of these studies, they talk about um, how raw almonds versus roasted almonds have a different absorption ratio of, of the calories from it. So um, when you cook the almond, roast the almond, um, you're going to actually make it easier to get some of the energy out of it. So if you have raw almonds compared to cooked almonds, you're going to get more calories out of the cooked almonds than the raw almonds. Um, and that goes to the next step of almond butter. So if you make, if you grind up that almond and process it more so you can get easy access to more of that almond, then you're going to have that many more calories. Um, and even with these other forms, there didn't seem to be big weight gains, but there are more calories there to be absorbed. So um, the more natural it is, um, if you can get yourself to eat the regular plain almonds, uh, they would be the best for um, the least amount of um, energy absorbed. But what can, what can almonds do to help us? What are some of the benefits that they're going to actually work on? And so one of the things is they actually um, reduce your postprandial glucose um, and increase your feeling of, um, of feeling full. So they make your blood sugar levels lower after you eat. Um, 
which is a pretty um, pretty pretty good thing. And, and, and they take over the things that are going to be more sugar-filled, uh, more carbohydrate-filled, and they're not actually going to increase your, your body, which is what people worry about. And they improve your lipid profiles and your cholesterol profiles. Um, and what dosages of almonds should you be having a day? Because we oftentimes worry too much. I'm having too much. But the main studies that, that were referenced are 28, 43, or 60 grams of almonds a day. So um, anywhere in that range, you should be fine. Um, your body usually starts to tell you when you're um, having too much of it anyways. Um, so one thing you can do to start um, changing over from some of those more carbohydrate-rich meals that you know you shouldn't be having but you just really want is switching out for almonds as a snack um, because that will make you feel less hungry and so you won't be craving those sugars that you need to have. So um, even just 25 grams of almonds twice a day will help quite dramatically with um, changing those sugar cravings um, and carbohydrate cravings that might go, uh, you know, might get a bit crazy at times because they can be really, really strong depending on what's going on in the day and um, what we're feeling. Uh, next, we're going to talk about walnuts. So, uh, walnuts are a pretty, pretty interesting one because they're they're um, not not many people's favorite, but they do have quite a lot of benefits. Um, they have a good uh, PUFA, polyunsaturated fa fatty acid concentration, to them, and they're one of the best ways to get that. Um, they are quite prominent as being a cardiovascular risk. Reducer, so they take inflammation down in the endothelial linings, and they also improve all the cholesterol profile, triglyceride profile, um, and so they're they're quite good. And they actually help the prostate quite a lot too. So, um, you know, men's um, heart issues in the in the earlier years, you know, the 40s and the 50s are worse than women's. And if you get the prostate and the heart both with one food, walnuts would be a great thing um, to help. Um, anyone in that risk category. And, and as women get um, past menopause, the, the benefits of the estrogen are going to wear off, so they, they'll be benefiting from walnuts then too. Um, so what levels um, and what other things can this do? So um, 48 grams a day of walnuts is um, a, a good level that's been mentioned in these papers a few times. Um, above or below that, not a bad idea, but um, you know, just that's kind of a general guideline to shoot for. Um, another really cool thing that um, if people are out there trying to lose a bit of weight, um, one thing to um, keep in mind is that overweight and visceral fat accumulations known to be associated with um, a low concentration of adiponectin and walnuts can increase your adiponectin concentration by 15%. Um, so, you know, these all the studies have been pretty uniformly shown that the, the nuts aren't going to increase your weight most of the time. And in some of the cases, they can actually start to decrease it like, like this, um, which, is, which is quite good news to give you that extra little help um, with, with your um, weight loss. And, and this isn't going to be a fix-all. None of the suggestions we give you here are, are, are a fix-all. But if you can add those little things into your routine that go along with your um, getting your walks in, getting your steps in, uh, doing doing all the other little right things, the relaxation, let the, let the hormones in the body kind of go back to normal. Your cortisol is going to be one of the big drivers. So as your stress gets higher, all the metabolic processes can be changed based off that one hormone. <clears throat> as we go through that a little further and we, we get that hormone done, then the other hormones are going to normalize. Adiponectin is one of them. Um, several other ones are going to be key, but um, we've talked about many other shows that had focused on different aspects of it. 
So just this routine, let your routine set you free, and that's how you're going to get yourself to, to be where you need to be with um, your weight and your habits and your routine. We'll next talk about pistachios. Um, pistachios have shown to help with glucose metabolism, and they are also helpful in insulin resistance, inflammation, and they've actually modified several gene expressions um, in some people based off what this paper is saying. Um, and so if you um, think of how important that is, I mean, you don't hear much about pistachios being that great for, for you. I mean, they're in the nut family, and they just kind of silently kind of sit away in the background. Um, but they really help with that um, sugar metabolism, glucose metabolism, um, and letting your bodies stop that, that metabolic processes, or the metabolic syndrome processes of, you know, the hormones out of balance and your sugar's too high and your fat's too high and your triglycerides too high. So the pistachios are going to help pull that back in line too. And, and the, the dosage for that is about 57 grams again for that. So with, with all these so far, we're in the 60 grams a day. Um, which you know isn't a ton, but it's not anything to scoff at either. And so, <clears throat> those are good things to to get into your to your life to help with that cardiometabolic syndrome on, on top of your um, exercise routine. So, we've talked in the past about the the exercise routine that we need to start and need to be part of it. So, um, we've had Paul Todd on the show, um, personal trainer, and talked about how to get back into it after COVID. If you haven't checked out that show, look into that. Uh, getting into even just thirty minutes three times a week of getting your heart rate up to about 60% of its max, 60 to 75% of its max. 30, 30 minutes um, is uh, three times a week is a good start. That's just going for a walk, okay? Going for a decent-paced walk three times a week to start. And starting anywhere will get you some benefits. That helps your um, insulin-independent um, absorption of glucose, which means you don't need insulin around. So you can absorb that glucose and get those blood sugars working better without any other help. Um, and you add in these diets into it, and, and that's a good place to start. And then you can increase that activity and get more benefits from higher intensity because then you start to get other hormones that are um, switched off and working properly the way they need to be with that extra extra workout. If we work out too much and we don't work on these other things, that's another routine that I see in clinic quite often, is that people kind of neglect the food a little bit and try and just work out harder and work out more. And when you do that, then we start to get quite burnt out. Um, physical exhaustion, then the, the hormones get more deprived and we get harder to lose weight and we actually go the opposite direction while we work out more, um, which is actually pretty common to see and it's very frustrating for people when, they, when they're putting in that much extra effort and it's all going the wrong direction. And they don't understand... Um, why it's happening and it's just because just because you're working harder doesn't mean it's going to work and you know work hard work smarter not harder i like to work smarter and harder um, but the appropriate amount of hard so going out and doing too much exercise is not ideal um, and everyone has different levels of overtraining as you get accustomed to a certain level you'll be able to do that easier where if you're just starting out what someone else could do maybe easily would be quite tiring for you. And if you're a, a, a triathlete, then you can do a lot more than the average person. So go to the levels that you're at. And if the stress levels increase, um, you know, work's got more going on or there's something in the family that's happening, you have to tune back that exercise a little bit and you have to work even harder on the diet to make things uh, try and stay the right way. 
Next, we're on to peanuts. Uh, peanuts don't seem to have quite as much um, beneficial things as the rest of um, the studies, but they do still have some, some benefits for um, body composition. So um, you'll still have the similar types of benefits to the um, sugar maintenance and glucose maintenance in the body, um, and the weight wasn't impacted by having that. Um, this is one that you'll we're going to be using a more um, processed form of it in most of our diets. It's either going to be in the form of roasted peanuts or peanut butter, which will have a higher absorption of the um, – naturally will have a higher absorption of the, of the amount of calories in it than the raw peanuts. Um, so you, you may get a little bit more calories out of it, but it doesn't appear to negatively impact the body composition or the weight. And the level that they studied in this paper was about 70 grams a day. So now let's say that um, you're somebody who can't have any of those. You don't like any of those. Um, you can't get them in. Um, and you only like one of the other nuts. So let's pick hazelnuts or cashews. Um, this, this systematic review shows that um, they're poorly studied, the other nuts. The hazelnuts and cashews are two examples of the other ones that, are, that aren't studied as much as these other ones that we've touched on so far. Just because they aren't studied doesn't mean they don't have benefits. But we can't definitively say that um, in you know, studies of this many people um, that these had the results and this had the results. And, but if all the rest are having uh, benefits for fasting glucose and lipid profiles, um, there's a good chance that the other ones are going to have some benefits to the similar types of things. Um, walnuts are a bit of an outlier with how good they are for the PUFA content. So I wouldn't say that these other ones are going to be directly in line with that. Um, but there are... Um, there are some you know, real good benefits to each individual nut. So the more of them that you can have would be, would be in your best interest. <clears throat> so one of the last nuts we're going to talk about here, uh, Brazil nuts. Uh, Brazil nuts we've mentioned a little bit in another show when we were talking about some things we can do to help our antioxidant status. Um, and uh, that is um, Brazil nuts have a high level of selenium in them. Um, which is quite a powerful antioxidant in and of itself. Um, and Brazil nuts also help to, include, in, to increase our glutathione peroxidase levels. And by doing this, um, we help to get rid of all those reactive oxygen species in our body that are attacking different parts of our, our cells and our DNA. And so by doing that, we take down the stress our body's under and makes us feel more energetic and feel better. So um, Brazil nuts are... A really good thing to include, and, and there's a bit of controversy over how many of these to have because um, make this recommendation to a lot of people, and there's mis misconceptions over how much they should have. They, they've been told many times that it's um, only, all they need is one Brazil nut a day, and while it's true that there can be benefits for people in circulating selenium levels in the blood off just one. Um, just one Brazil nut a day, and also increased glutathione peroxidase activity over just one a day. Um, that's not enough to get it to be ideal, um, based off a lot of the, the studies that 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 I've seen. Um, and in in here, they they say twenty eight to sixty four grams a day, um, which is equivalent to around you know five or six. Um, so five or six Brazil nuts a day, not a lot um, by any means. Um, and that's going to be a great 
great level of, uh, <clears throat> of selenium and it helped with those antioxidant activities that the, the selenium and the Brazil nuts will, will include. And w these are the parts of the nuts that we understand. So each one of them is going to have their own phytochemicals, phytonutrients. They're going to have benefits um, that, that your body will benefit from. And so eating a variety wherever you can and a decent amount of them will be good. But remember, um, based off the studies that we've had here and the, the longstanding information from the Price-Pottinger Institute, which goes back a long, long time. This was the 1930s, 1940s, um, that we know that how we process our food has an impact. That goes down to how much we cook it, at what temperature we cook it, how long we cook it for. Um, if we add anything to it, if we dry it, all those different things play an impact as to how our body responds to it. So the more natural you can have these things, the better you'll be. And if you do have roasted ones, have it be you know, low roasted, so low temperature, and as short a period of time as you can. Um, so some of those, I mean, I mean, you've definitely had some of those packages of nuts where some of them are really crunchy and they're um, over-roasted by quite a bit, and there's other ones where they're barely roasted. So the ones where they're barely roasted and lightly salted or no salted would be the best options for health, for, for your health-wise, especially if you're um, salt-sensitive or have sodium sensitivity, which is some people have that in their DNA. If you don't have that, it's not going to be as big of an issue. But if you do have that, it'll be a big issue for your blood pressure. And so if you're doing this to reduce blood pressure and you're salt-sensitive, it would be very counterproductive to have a roasted salted peanut or roasted salted almond as what you're doing. You'd want to have it be a plain, unsalted, would be the best way to get the most bang for your buck with doing this. So looking back into the composition of some of these nuts, which, you know, we're, we're getting on board with it. They're, they're really good. And one of the things that we have to do is try and get those uh, omega-3, omega-6, um, other fatty acids kind of in balance because our Western-type diets have a real – the last number I saw was about a 16 to 1 um, omega-6 to omega-3 ratio, which omega-6s are the inflammatory ones that make us have more – um, arthritis pains and more inflammatory issues, and the omega-3s are the ones that make us feel better and have the anti-inflammatory um, effects. And then on top of that, we get the saturated fatty acids, which are going to um, be correlated in people with the genetic predisposition to more um, obesity um, issues that will be. And so there's going to be a different balance of the monounsaturated fats the saturated fats, which MUFAs are better, they're the olive oils to saturated fat ratios, and then you have your PUFAs, which are the omega-3s that we're looking for to, to, to get more of. So with, with that, um, the almonds, hazelnuts, cashew nuts have a high proportion of MUFAs to saturated fats. So that's in the way we want. We want it to be the – because you always hear about the Mediterranean-type diet, and that's where the MUFAs come into play. Um, and they're uh, more beneficial to the saturated fat. And hazelnuts have the highest proportion with a 10 to 1 ratio of MUFAs to saturated fatty acids. So if you're really trying to get, a, get that uh, monounsaturated fats into your diet, um, hazelnuts would be a good way to start. Um, Walnuts have the highest level of PUFAs. So walnut is a good way to get your polyunsaturated fatty acids in. Um, it has the alpha-linoleic acid as the, the most um, representative one that it has, which it's not quite as good as the length on the fish oils because your body has to do a little bit of work to lengthen it still. But it, it's still better than one of the other uh, inflammatory oils. And that has 47 grams per 100 grams 
um, of of walnuts. So that's that's a real big correspondence of of um, polyunsaturated fatty acids, and fi- and almonds have the highest level of fiber. So eating a mixture of them um, and having it be the the raw form, not the cooked form, is going to give you a real um, real good balance of foods that's not going to negatively impact your system. So hopefully this is going to take you to um, start trying a bit more of them and including them and not being afraid of the, the calories that you're afraid that are in them compared to your um, sugar-coated muesli bar or something else that you might be having trying to keep the calorie level down if you're just trying to count calories. And if we go into some of the other substances that I talk about, you're going to have your alpha-tocopherols and your almonds and hazelnuts and um, phenolic compounds in your walnuts and carotenoids in your pistachios, um, as well as every other nut is going to have its own little individual compounds that are going to be of, of a big benefit for you. So if you're shooting for you know, rough ballpark, 60 grams of each of the different nuts um, and having them semi-frequently, um, these are going to be a good benefit for you. And if that's too much to have all at once, which is, is a fair amount of nuts and nuts to have, um, mix them up. Have a have a mixed handful of all the different ones, and they'll have some overlap, and they'll also have some other benefits for you too. So these are some good ways to get on top of um, getting your hunger under control, controlling the blood sugar levels, um, getting your triglycerides and cholesterol under control, along with your diets um, and your exercise. And I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder, one of the four beasts saying, Come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse. There's a man going round taking names. And he decides who to free and who to blame. Everybody won't be treated all the same. There'll be a golden ladder reaching down when the man comes around. The hairs on your arm will stand up at the terror in each sip and in each sup. Will you partake of that last offered cup or disappear into the potter's ground when the man comes around? Hear the trumpets, hear the pipers, 100 million angels singing. Multitudes are marching to the big kettle drum. Voices calling, voices crying. Some are born and some are dying. It's Alpha and Omega's kingdom come. And the whirlwind is in the thorn tree. The virgins are all trimming their wicks. The whirlwind is in the thorn tree. It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Till Armageddon, no shalom, no shalom. Then the father hen will call his chickens home. The wise men will bow down before the throne. 
and at his feet they'll cast their golden crowns. When the man comes around, whoever is unjust, let him be unjust still. Whoever is righteous, let him be righteous still. Whoever is filthy, let him be filthy still. Listen to the words long written down. When the man comes around, hear the trumpets, hear the pipers. One hundred million angels singing. Multitudes are marching to the big kettle drum. Voices calling, voices crying. Some are born and some are dying. It's Alpha and Omega's kingdom come, and the whirlwind is in the thorn tree. The virgins are all trimming their wicks. The whirlwind is in the thorn tree. It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks. In measured a hundredweight and penny pound, when the man comes around, and I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts, and I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was Death. And hell followed with him. To put this example to uh, to a to a subject for you, um, I had a patient who initially came to me a few years ago and was looking to lose some weight. Um, and along with you know a lot of the lifestyle things that they that they did, um, they had a stressful job, so they had to try and minimize some of that stress. Um, and they liked to snack on. You know things that were easily found around the office. I'm sure you can relate to this, and easily found around the office, um, high in sugar, um, quite processed, and so it's something that's easy to grab, easy to eat, um, and you know a big, um, a big trap for us to fall into. And it's real easy because it's, it's always around us, and everyone likes to do it as a, as a bit of a treat and a, and a nice thing. Um, and so. With all the things that we worked on, finding the, the food intolerances, finding what supplementation works best for them, and what things they really have to work on, um, one of the things that always kept popping up was the um, omega-3s um, and um, the, the sugar, reducing the sugar. So when those are things that are going to benefit somebody, nuts and seeds are going to be a good thing to introduce into your diet. And most of us can benefit from that quite quite dramatically with the balance of omega-3 to 6s in our modern world. So one of the things that they implemented, instead of having sweet treats at the office and those other things that they can get, they would have some nuts in their desk. And so whenever they wanted to have those other sweet things, they'd have the nuts instead. Um, and at first it wasn't the raw version. Because, I mean, if you're going to start doing it, you don't go right into the deep end. Uh, you want something that tastes good um, and is you know, still, still something that you enjoy having. Over time, 
those roasted almonds and roasted cashews and roasted Brazil nuts um, and roasted walnuts turned into you know, lightly roasted. And then, you know, no salt. And then you start to get most of it's raw. And as these things start to change, your body starts to get more used to it. And all those different benefits from all the different things happen. Um, as your um, Brazil nuts give you a better glutathione, you have less reactive oxygen species that are hurting your body, so you can get inflammation down, you can feel better, and you'll be able to burn off some more of that fat. And the walnuts are going to help to get your adiponectin levels higher, so you can get some of that fat off. You get your total cholesterol down, your triglycerides reduced. Um, and the pistachios and almonds are going to help get your um, your gl glucose circulating glucose levels down and help your insulin resistance get better. Um, and as you're doing all these things, your body's slowly going to start changing with just having nuts and just that one change, not to mention all the exercise and all the other things you're doing. And with this person, the weight loss has been quite dramatic, and they they've done it over time, and it's been lasting and, and you know they went away from the office for a little while and didn't see them then they popped back in and they lost quite a lot of weight and they needed some more help and they needed to do these other things to try and keep them going a little further in the right direction so as we add all these little elements into the routine they all add into it and they're all part of the success so no one thing is the the magic the magic bullet you have to you have to keep pushing keep trying and Add in these smart things and have them be part of the staple. And always shooting for less processed. Um, and don't worry about the, the calorie counting side of these things. Okay? So, you know, 60 grams is an ideal weight of all these different nuts to add into your diet. Um, have them. Have, have them frequently. And um, have them be substituting something that would be more negative. Don't eat them in place of, a, you know, your meal where you're having the quality food. Have them in place of the snacks. Have them in place of the desserts. Have them in place of the other things that you know you shouldn't be having. And by doing that, you're going to make a big improvement, go the right way, help with those cardiometabolic markers, maybe reduce your blood pressure, maybe reduce your cholesterol, maybe reduce your triglycerides, maybe reduce your hemoglobin A1C. Um, by putting in the effort into those areas, that's how you're going to – and don't expect the, the change right away, but over time, keep putting in the effort, and these things are going to make the change for you. And the, the study that came out that kind of promoted this whole topic for today came out in the Journal of the American College of Nutrition, uh, which I'm a member. Um, and it's talking about the impact of Brazil nuts supplementation on the body composition, blood pressure, and vascular reactivity of these rats that they study on. Um, and these rats had a high-sodium diet. So they, they gave them a lot of sodium, and they saw how they reacted when they are fed with quite a bit of this Brazil nuts. Um, so the ones that got fed with the Brazil nuts had less body mass gain and body fat mass and had lower serum glucose levels. So we know that about the Brazil nuts, that they're going to help with the um, sugar regulation, glucose regulation. Um, and, but they're also helping with getting to a more ideal body weight when, you're, when the situation may not be completely ideal. You know? So you're, getting, you're keeping the body from having as big of a response when all this other stuff's going on. So high-sodium diet, high-glucose diet, other things that, are, that you're being submitted to. Um, it, it's, it's, a, it's a very useful tool to switch um, 
your your body's response to these factors. So if you have the Brazil nuts with the high selenium, the which will also help to increase your glutathione peroxidase levels. By having that, you're going to stop the negative impacts um, and stop your arteries from having deleterious impacts from the hypertension, the high blood pressure. And so by doing this, um, you're just giving yourself that extra crutch to to not have to feel the, the negative impacts of some things while you're changing all the negative things that you're doing, if you are doing some negative things. And these can just be good benefits to a healthy lifestyle already. So either way, um, this is a good um, good thing to start looking into. Um, the title of this most recent um, is Impact of Brazil Nuts by um, Henrique Mello is the way that started. So look up this one, look up any of the other studies that we talked about today. Um, and yeah, in, in, enjoy uh, eating a bit more nuts in your, in your diet. And yeah, we'll see you next week. You can find our podcast on Facebook at Dr. Carl Bamlet, The Modern Caveman, on the Plains FM website and iTunes, and you can get the live stream from plainsfm.org.nz or the TuneIn app. On behalf of Carl Warty, I'm Dr. Carl Bamlet, chiropractor at the Alpha Omega Clinic, reminding you that you can't change from within on the outside looking in. Thank you for listening to Dr. Carl Bamlet, The Modern Caveman. For more healthy lifestyle tips, find Dr. Carl on drcarlbamlet.com and like him on Facebook. I'm Pascal Betrick, signing off for Dr. Carl Bamlet, The Modern Caveman.